Welcome to the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit, where badass women break through barriers and unlock their next level of success. Your host, Candice McKim, is a renowned intuitive business coach, number one international best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and the inspiring host of a podcast slash TV show. With her vibrant approach, Candace empowers women to align with their true purpose, elevate their spiritually led businesses, and attract wealth through proven methods. Her teachings foster profound transformation and impactful growth. Co-creator of this summit, Candace is eager to introduce another inspirational guest. Take it away, Candace. Welcome, welcome everybody. I am thrilled for this next guest, Marie Dubois. And Marie is going to be talking on the live, living on living happily ever after loss. Thrive joyfully without guilt. Sounds amazing. Welcome, Marie. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I am thrilled to be here. I'm so excited to hear your talk and hear your tips for everybody. So let me introduce you properly. Transforming the face of alternative healing, Mystical Marie emphasizes that we are the keepers of an innate, intuitive, and empathic intelligence, so perceptive, so perceptive that it can help us heal. I, I believe it. As a light worker, intuitive empath, empath, and healer, Mystical Marie's primary drive is honing her gift for honing her gifts. Is her fierce desire to be the inspiration and facilitator for others as they heal and expand, combined with a burning desire that people understand they don't have to wait for happiness to arrive. I love it. I love it. Yep. Well, as I said, welcome here, Marie. I'm super excited to dive into this topic. You're speaking my language. So <laughs> guide us or tell us how you've been guided on your path into this, into talking about this on your journey, uh, well, on your journey. Um, I'm an intuitive empathic healer. You said that, uh, but yeah. what the, the intuitive part means is that I can feel things, um, which we've all done or said at one time, right? Oh, I just have this feeling. Um, mm -hmm. I know things and I know we've all said that, you know, well, I just know, I don't know how yeah. I know, but I know, right. Um, I also hear things. It's almost like, it's exactly like having a conversation because I talk back <laughs> yeah. and now, um, through the work I'm doing, I'm starting to see things now, not clairvoyance yet, or being a medium yet, but um, those are some of the things I do when it comes to intuition. Uh, how did I get here? Yeah. How well, were you guided on this journey? My journey started, I think when I was around 15 or 16, I, that's my first memory of knowing the things that I know and feeling the things that I feel, even though I didn't really understand what it was. And it was right around this time as well that things, this crazy thing started to happen to me. And I'm sure this has happened to you standing in line at a grocery store, a total stranger will tell you their entire life. Mm -hmm. um, and your friends, <laughs> you're the one that your friends always wanted to talk, you know, do you have time to talk to me? And that's when, you know, I started to see maybe I was a little bit different than everybody else. And what I know now is that the energy that I have makes people feel safe and heard and understood. And it encourages them to let go of everything they're holding in. Mm -hmm. So it was right around then that I started to pay attention to that kind of thing. My friends call it my bells and whistles, but I was living it on a really small scale. Yeah. Yeah. People around me. And I didn't really understand how powerful these gifts could be. And then in September of 2010, um, I came home to found that my son had passed away. And I mm -hmm. remember my little world imploding. And in that moment, I thought to myself, well, 
you know, I have a, I have a choice. I can choose to crawl in a ball, right? That next morning I just, all right, look, I have a choice. No one will blame you if you choose to crawl in a ball, go inward and never come back out. Right. It happens all the time and no one will blame you for that. Mm -hmm. Or you can choose to see him as the beautiful gift that he was, right? You can see him as the blessing that he was, the people that he touched in his 16 years that he was here. And you can be happy that he chose you to be his mom and the way he made you laugh and that he was a prankster. And there are so many other things that you can be thankful for. So really it was in that moment that I realized I'd eventually get back on my feet. Yeah. And, and I remember um, he died on a Tuesday and I remember that my house was filled with people. And I really just, I wanted to get to Sunday, which was when the services were, and I wanted to get there. Cause I wanted everybody to go home <laughs> so yeah. that I could begin the healing process. Cause it's impossible to do when you're surrounded by a thousand people who really just care for you and the best mm -hmm. of intentions and they're grieving and there's a lot going on. And I just really wanted to get started for moving forward. Mm. I remember at the service, I was standing near his coffin and I was talking to him and he and I used to watch shows together, like um, the ghost whisperer and touched by an angel and ghost hunters. And he just loved those shows. And so when I was there with him, I invited him to come and see me. I said, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be afraid of you, you know, so come, come and see yeah. me. Yeah. And I knew in that moment, after saying that to him, that I would need to strengthen the gifts that I already had strengthen the gifts that I wasn't really paying attention to. Cause if he was going to come and see me, I wanted without doubt to be able to see and hear and understand that it really was him talking to me. So I have conversations with him all the time. Wow. 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 That is, that is such a powerful story, Marie. Like I just, like, I love how you said that I, I know if I want to stay connected to him, I need to develop my powers even more Yep. and that they're available to all of us. Right. They and are, we're born with them and we're not using them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I hope most of our listeners have not had to go through something as traumatic as that. Um, that must have been just so devastating for you. I just can't even imagine. And yet you came out so on top, right? On top of all of it. So right. how how can other people even like wherever they're at, at this, as they're listening, um, how can you, how can how can they live happily ever after loss as well? Like what, what, what can you, how can you share with them what, can I what to do? Well, yeah. and that's really, I believe we go through the things we go through so that we can help other people. Right. hundred mm percent. -hmm. So I believe that what I've been through helps me help others and spark that hope in them that they don't have to live that way. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that for a little while, for just a little bit, the thriving and being joyful in life. And it's important to mention, because we're talking about loss, I use the word loss on purpose, because loss doesn't have to be the death of a loved one. It right. can be a marriage or a job or bankruptcy or a house or a change in financial situation, or even a friendship that's just ended. So when right. I talk about living joyfully after loss, it doesn't necessarily have to be living in that club where you've lost a child. Right. Um, and there right. have been some, some defining moments for me along the way as well. Uh, I remember a year or two after he died and this goes to the living joyfully without guilt part uh I was somewhere and somebody said to me oh hey isn't this fun and and I remember feeling yeah this is pretty fun and then two seconds later I felt guilty 
that I was having fun. Yeah. And, and I was kind of shocked by that and all of that emotion. And I thought, all right. So I made a promise to myself that day that there would be a time in my life when I could say life is good, period. Right. And mm-hmm. not follow it with the guilt and the shame. Cause how can I possibly believe that life is good when my son is no longer on this plane with me? Right. That's, right. that's kind of where I was in that moment. Yeah. Um, so I thought, nope, I'm going to, someday I'm going to get there. And so, and there have been many defining moments in my life along the way, but um, I was at this, uh, I was at a leadership retreat and I was in San Diego and I took the chance to go to the beach and I had a conversation. I had a conversation with God and I had a conversation with Jonathan and I had a this conversation and they literally are conversations. I don't know about, I'm sure with your intuition, right? Yeah. You get messages and then maybe there's a, you try to negotiate, (laughs) (laughs) which never really works. But I just said, look, I'm, I'm really, I'm tired. I'm tired of being sad. I don't want to do this anymore. Is this something that I need to carry around with me? And, Mm -hmm. and why can't I just be happy? I want to be happy. And the message I got, it was so, so clear was, well, why are you carrying it around with you? Why did you, why, what's Mm -hmm. it serving? Because it's certainly not serving me. No, God, right. God's like, that's not, that's not what I want for you. Jonathan's like, that's not what over here, mom, things are awesome. I'm happy. And I want only for you to be happy. So carrying your grief, like a cloak is the choice that you're making. So I thought, oh, well, okay, well, I can let go of that. And it was a conscious decision that I made that I would no longer allow my grief to follow me like a mist or be that cloud, or have people say to me, you know, you don't smile as much anymore, or you don't laugh as much anymore. And I, yes, of course, there are times when the grief hits me. There Mm -hmm. are times like during his birthday, but I choose, I want to choose to celebrate. That doesn't mean there are not moments when I can break down and cry when I think about it, Um, especially on the anniversary of the day he left us. Of course, of course, I still have grief, but I, yeah, because you don't, Sorry, uh, because you don't want to spiritually bypass those parts either, right? Right, You don't want to go falsely into happiness and joy when you're, I don't want to reject it or block it out or repress it. I want to be genuine in my emotion and I to recognize their emotion, right? So I want to be that person. But for me, it's all about recognizing that emotion and saying, oh, here it is, which you know, my smile is returned and my very, my vibration is so much higher and finding joy is so much easier now when I've decided. And again, it's a choice. I'm going to use that word a lot. I chose this. I chose not to feel guilt or shame when I'm enjoying the grandchildren. And now when maybe I'm out, we're having fun and I say, wow, this is really fun. And I know for certain that Jonathan is with us right? Mm-hmm. And we're teaching yeah. the children that that so there's a whole different way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. And so hope would be your first. Uh, the first thing. So is choice the second, choice. the second thing that people need to do to uh, move through this the second thing. Um, I want people to, I want them to question everything. Okay, I want them to question everything they think, because really, we know that thoughts are really just suggestions and Mm -hmm. they're what creates our anxiety and a depressed state. So if we're busy looping in the, I'm thinking, so now I'm feeling, but wait, since I'm feeling now I'm thinking and -hmm. they get stuck in that loop. Yeah. Those thoughts are really just a mix of truths that we've been given through all of our life uh, from our teachers and our parents and our grandparents and our religious leaders and the political leaders and everyone. 
So I want you to question, why am I feeling this way? Wait a minute. Oh, okay. That's not really mine. And the easiest way to break that loop when you're thinking and feeling is just just breathe, right? Take a breath, take a breath. And I tell people, if you need to do this, the box breathing and follow your finger, a couple of those out for four, hold it for four, in for four, hold it for four, just a couple of those. And that loop will break. And if you come back out of the loop and your brain says, oh, hey, we're glad you're back. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. glad you're back. Our we breath, want to have our... some more anxiety. Just go back and do the thing. And it's yeah. Just breath like... is just like the easiest way just to relax yeah. ourselves. And really yeah. Right. So say that again, just for other people that may be listening that have never heard about the, the square breath, go ahead and, and tell oh, everybody. It's called box breathing and what you're doing. And I like to do it when you follow, you actually draw a box in the air because when you are focusing on your finger and your breathing and your counting, it is impossible for your brain to be off <laughs> looping about the grocery list and the things you haven't done and the stress at work and your boss. You can't be analyzed. You can't be anxious about that stuff. You can only yeah. be here. And so you, it's an, it's a count for four, hold it for four, out for four, hold it for four. So it's in for four. Inhale. Inhale. Hold. Hold. Exhale. Inhale. And if you do this, you only have to do this one or two or three times and it breaks that loop. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, so now I'm anxious, but wait, I'm anxious. So now I'm thinking some more. Yeah. And it just loops and gets out of control and causes anxiety and depression and all kinds of things that we really don't have to be experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. And so questioning everything. So how can people actually do that? So they're questioning the things that are going on in their mind they're questioning, what are you talking, like what specifically, like do you have like an Um, example? Well, question when you are having that anxiety, ask yourself, Mm. where is this anxiety coming from? Where Mm. is this anger coming from? Be intelligent, emotionally intelligent enough to say, wait a minute, this is coming from somewhere, right? Because we have the thinking and feeling loop and our emotions really are just energy. Mm -hmm. The feelings come in, the feelings create the chemical feedback, it's science. And then the chemicals tell our organs to create a frequency and an emotion is really just an energy, but it's got to start somewhere. So Mm -hmm. ask yourself, where did this come from? What's the first time I felt this? Mm -hmm. And close your eyes and think, all right, this feeling is really familiar, but where did it come from? Where's the very first time? And you can trace it back to the roots and look at that and go, okay, the story I've been telling myself all this time really isn't the truth. Yeah. 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 I, I have this story that my dad was X or my mom was X and I'm not, I'm not demeaning or belittling our, our experiences as children. Right. What I'm saying is our minds can create a bigger, badder, uglier monster Mm -hmm. when there really wasn't one. And if we stop to think about it and question it and really look at it, like, I don't like spinach. Well, why don't you like spinach? Have you ever had spinach? No, I just don't like it. Right. Is that your Mm -hmm. truth? Or is that because your mom didn't like spinach? Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's really oversimplifying it, but that's really what I'm talking about. No, but it's true. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, when, if I'm, if I do this, if I'm going to reject an idea, if someone offers me an opportunity, which I always say yes, right. Always say yes to opportunities. But if someone offers me something and my immediate resistance is to go, oh no, why, why is it because I'm, I'm afraid? Is it because I'm afraid I'll fail? Is it because I'm afraid I won't fail? Like, why, why am I? There's no reason I should be saying no to this. And so I always look at whatever that story is I'm trying to tell myself why I can't do 
what I'm being told I can do. So yeah, yeah. I love that because that's so true, right? The, yep. You know, as we're as intuitives, right? And empaths, we're, yep. we're following our intuitive guidance. So then we get the opportunities to come and then we say, no, it's like, ooh, where'd that resistance come where'd from? Where'd that come from? Yeah. <laughs> I always say, where's this resistance coming from? And I take a minute to ask myself, wait a minute, what story are you telling yourself? What, what's going yeah. on here? And where is yeah. that coming from? Yeah. So yeah, I really, really like this a lot. I know when my dad passed away last year, um, I went through a period of anxiety right afterwards. And I don't get a lot of anxiety typically. And so every time I did it, I would take the breath and then I would do that. I would ask the question, what am, because when we have anxiety, we're afraid about the future. So I would be like, what about the future am I afraid of? And so this is what you're saying, like asking like questioning everything is asking these powerful questions. What about the future? Am I afraid of? That's was what I kept saying to myself. Yeah, I had I had mm. an experience where I recognized because a lot of it too is you have to recognize that you're emotional because we're not paying attention. We're on autopilot. Right. And I realized that right around the anniversary of his death, I was okay on the day on the anniversary, but I was not okay the day before or two days before or three days before. Mm. So I asked, what is that about? And the answer I received was very interesting. And it was, well, you have a, a sort of PTSD. And when I say ask, like my spiritual guides, you know, the, the universe and the divine reflection that I get, um, mm -hmm. you have PTSD. You, every year you're expecting it to happen again. You're living and you're relooping in that moment and you're living it all over again the first three days and waiting for it to happen. Right. And then on the day, you realize, oh, well, it's already happened. So I was able to reprogram that as well by asking myself, mm -hmm. where's this coming from? Why am I thinking this? Where's this anxiety? And just really, really investigating and looking, I guess we could call it shadow work, a sort of shadow work to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So number one is hope. Second, number two is question everything. everything. Do you have a third point that I you want do. to discuss? Okay. This is my favorite one. And I talk about it all the time. I am on a mission to normalize human emotion. I'm like an ambassador for normalizing human emotion. So I tell people all the time, and I've said it just a few minutes ago, emotion is nothing more than energy. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing to be ashamed of. Period. End of discussion. Nothing to be ashamed of. It's biological and there's science behind it. And you get your emotions through feedback from your feelings and it's run through filters in your brain. And there's so much science. Science. You're not broken, right? People are not broken and it. Mm. Um, there's a reason why, for instance, because anger and frustration are created by your liver, right? It's a frequency. That's all it is. Energy and all energy carries information in that moment. That information happens to be anger and rage and frustration, which makes it not curious that an alcoholic would be angry, right? He's poisoning or they are poisoning the part of their body that creates anger. Right. So when we recognize that it's just energy and we're feeling emotional, if we can open up and go, okay, the energy just wants to move. That's it. Energy wants to move. I'm going to let the energy move and just welcome it in open. And I like to just open up because I want it to come through and I want it to go so I can hand wow. it over. Right. Cause the yeah. more I try to hold on to it and shove it, the more work, the more harm it's going to do to me. So mm -hmm. I like to just open it up and people can, you could do it a little um, like an experiment. If you hunch your shoulders and you say, Oh, love, love it did a love can't get in because you're protecting yourself but if you open up and you say love love it's an entirely different energy mm -hmm. and the same thing works with any emotion if you're feeling weepy or sad or taken advantage of or 
angry, let it in and let it out because it's the only way to let it out. So if we make that choice to not react, but act and allow it to go, the faster you recognize the emotion, the faster you let it out, the faster it's gone and it won't sabotage you. It won't, you won't spend 10 hours on the floor sobbing. You might feel like you want to, but the minute you just give it permission, give yourself permission to be emotional and don't be ashamed of it. And so is that what people can say? Just, I give myself permission to be emotional. emotional. I say, all right, let's do this. Come on, let's do it. And the funny thing is when I say, okay, let's do this. It goes, it dissipates. It dissipates. It might show up for about 10.2 seconds, maybe, but then it's gone because I've not tried to tell it no. Because I mean, come on, think about a toddler that you try to tell no. Does that ever really work? No. No. (laughs) They have a fit. It's crazy. Our emotions are exactly the same way. And what I say with normalizing the human emotion experience is because how many times have you been in in public or with a friend, anyone besides yourself, and you get emotional, what's the first thing you do? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Apologize (laughs) for your emotion. It's just energy. There's nothing we should be apologizing for. So yeah, I love that that one. I say that all the time and um, where that is. That is, that is, that's brilliant. And I think everybody's going to get so much value out of that, that just normalize your human emotions. And so, and notice and and welcome it in, like open up to welcome it in, right? That it can't if it is closed down. Okay. So tell everybody about your gifts. I I think they were, are, yeah, here it is. It's dropped into the chat. So everybody can get, at, can click the link right now to get your free gift. So tell everybody about your free gift and then your VIP gift. Well, my, my free gift is, um, I do believe that there's not enough joy and happiness on the planet and it's inherent. And, and so they're not getting all the joy and happiness that's divinely theirs. And in the rush to go from here to there and all of the stress, they're just not. So mm-hmm. I divined some very simple essential oil blends that can be used together with emotional re- release or recognizing those emotions or just your therapy or your recovery from long-term sadness and, and all of those things and the coping. And it, they go perfectly with it. And they're very simple, very easy to find oils. Beautiful. So the link is right now. You can click it right while we're talking. So everybody click that link right now. <laughs> As we're talking, <laughs> all right. Don't and then forget, the VIP click gift. It so it's open, right? This your to do yeah. list. So you can just click it so it's open. Yeah. yeah. Don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> and tell everybody about the VIP gift. And if you've already upgraded to VIP, VIP, you can go to your portal right now and access it. I know some of my VIP gifts have already been accessed before the summit even started. So that's amazing. So go ahead. Well, my VIP gift. Since we're talking about energy and I'm a student of energy and love everything energy and will gush about it. Um, I also know that in today's world, people are dragging through their day. They're just exhausted. And a lot of it is mindset, right? And some of it's the energetic goo that they have to walk through throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So, and it's really important because I have recognized that research shows that your higher vibration keeps you healthier, right? Mm-hmm. If better yep. physical health, better mental health. And so when our energy is flowing and it's vibrant, it's so amazing. So what I did was for my VIP gift, I put together a video series of eight videos that are ways you can raise your frequency. They were very intentional. I chose intentional ones that are really super simple, especially if you live in the middle of the city, right? You can't go earthing if you live around concrete. So I chose something that is very easy and makes an impact on your day. And you can do anytime, anywhere. And that is what my video is. My That's video. amazing. So the VIP gift is called, are you dragging through your day? Eight tips 
for how to raise your frequency. And it's an eight video, eight, eight videos. They're, they're going to get nine because there's a welcome amazing. video. Of which? They're going to get nine videos because there's a welcome video as well. Oh, beautiful. Okay. So if you have your VIP ticket already, go to the portal and you can access uh, Marie, Mystic Marie's VIP gift. All right. Last words of wisdom. Oh, just to, again, recognize energy as emotion and choose to let in the light. And you can choose to release the emotions of the past and just consider not holding on so tightly to that grief and the anger or wearing it like a cloak because letting go of it. Thank you for joining us for another amazing session on the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit. Be sure to mark your calendars to join us in Hawaii from November 2nd through the 5th for our premier in-person experience. If you have any questions or want to apply to be a speaker at one of our upcoming events, email our team at breakthrough at clarityconfidenceconnection.com.